Welcome to the Mindful Mama Talks podcast. My name is Chels and I am here to help inspire mamas to live mindfully, laugh often, and thrive naturally, all while raising children with ease and flow, shaping this future generation to come. Grab a warm drink and let's dive in. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Rebecca. She's Chelsea. We are the Mindful Mama Collective, and we're here to empower moms to be the best mom they can be. So oftentimes in our lives as moms and, you know, the schedule arrangers and the managers of our homes, we're constantly rushing. And so we thought today we would just take a minute to slow down and just calm our minds and get ready to talk about our topic for today, which is about chaos. So it's a great fit. So let's just take a second, take a big breath in and out. Close your eyes and just don't look at anything for a minute. Think about a moment when you were happy and calm and let's just stay there for like 10 seconds it could be when your child was born it could be when you got your degree it could be for me this morning it was seeing my clean counters we are capable of creating these moments every day in our life of having order and calm and living our life with ease. And that is really what Chelsea and I are about here. Chelsea, do you feel calmer? I feel like I'm ready to go now. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I definitely needed that. It's been Just, a bit of a chaotic morning. So it's ironic that we're talking about this topic. <laughs> right? It so is. It so is. So Chelsea and I both have toddlers and life is chaotic. We have, uh, my husband has a business. I homeschool. Chelsea, you have things going on as well. And um, so I think both of us just kind of thought that the chaos and the mess was just like part of our life. I had just kind of accepted it as like, well, this is just the stage of life I'm in. My house is chaos. And um I'm going to mention this author a couple of times because I just absolutely love her. Her name is Casey Davis. And I found her on TikTok of all things. And she kept talking about living in a depression house. And I'm like, what does that mean? And when she started describing things, I'm like, I'm living in a depression house. And what she meant by that was you would get overwhelmed by things and things would just stay. And, and it would just be, um, you would do the dishes but, or to, sorry, I'm going to correct myself there. You would want to cook something, but you have to clear a pile of dishes before you can cook something. And by the time the dishes are done, you don't have the energy to cook anymore. Or you have to go through laundry basket after laundry basket to find that, that piece of clothing that you really want to wear. Or um, for a long time, I wore shoes in the house, so I didn't have to feel how many crumbs were on the floor, you know, different things like that. And even if I wanted to make my bed, first I had to clear everything off the bed before I could make the bed. Are you identifying with any of this, Chels? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, it was just, and I don't even think I realized how chaotic it was, but it's something that I was struggling with, and I was, like, really 
wanting something different and wanting more and not even realizing I did. But when Chels, when you and I were taking thinking into results, it was something I mentioned a couple of times. And one time our coach, Delyn Miller, she, I don't remember if she pulled me aside or if she said it in our accountability group, but she said, this is obviously an issue for you. Let's deal with it. And so I'm a person of faith. And so she addressed me in that way. And she said, you're a Christian God, you believe in God who created the world. He's a God of order. So the creator of the world, whatever you want to call him or her made seasons, made, um, the moon cycle made the sun and the moon, you know, coordinate how things work. Um, you look at plants and you see in a flower, you can see math, right? There is order in the universe. And she's like, everything happens for a reason. There's rhyme and reason to everything that he initially made. And she said, like, your faith asks you to be like God. So you need to be a person of order. And for me, it was like, I had never thought about it that way that and, and that is my life goal is to be close to God and to be more and more like him as the Bible talks about. And so thinking about it that way took away so much shame. And I don't know about you, Charles, but there's a lot of shame when it comes to this issue. Hey, like, oh, why can't I like, why doesn't this come naturally? I have some friends, I go to their house and it's like spotless. And I'm like, you have a newborn. How do you do that? Right. But it just comes naturally to them or they have learned to do it well. And so there was so much shame in that. And Delyn really helped me to just realize that it wasn't that I wasn't good at it or I needed to get better. It was that I needed to, instead of focusing on, oh, I'm not good at this. Oh, my house was messy. I needed to focus on my house and what I wanted it to be. And we've talked about this so many times, you know, how do you set a goal? What do you, when you look at what you want for your life, what does that feel like? And so I sat down. And I thought about what do I want my house to be like? And that was like, it was another one of those things in thinking into results where you just didn't, I didn't realize how many areas of my life it would affect. And that one was huge. Um, and realizing that my home and the things I was doing in my home were not a moral issue. And that's another Casey Davis thing. She's like, a messy house is not a moral failing. Maybe you're dealing with something. Maybe no one ever taught you how. There's nothing right or wrong about a clean or a messy house. And so along with, with Delyn by my side and with Casey Davis's book and even Marie Kondo's book, I was able to um, really start creating a system of order in my home. And, and it has been life-changing for me. Um, I did not realize the amount of calm that would come from my home being in order. I did not realize how much more creative I would be once my house was clean. Um, and so I have created a routine now for our family and for myself to keep our house in order and to keep things um, maybe not spotless, but to keep them keep things in a rhythm so things don't get overwhelming for me is there anything I've said so far that's resonating with you Chelsea, or do I just need to keep powering through <laughs> yeah just the whole piece of re releasing that 
that shame or those feelings that we feel that we should do something a certain way. It, it doesn't, the should doesn't matter. We need to be doing things the way that we, again, bring it back to that feeling because that's what helps get it to our subconscious mind is bringing the feeling to what we're actually doing or what we're wanting to achieve. So whether that is a clean home or tidying, it all has to stem from a habit, right? We, we've gotten into that bad habit of not doing the thing to get us to the end result of having a tidy home. So I think that's, yeah, that's really important is changing that habit if that's what you're, if that's what you're wanting to acquire is a tidy home. I know that I'm still working on that. Oh, and me it's too. been over a year of me trying to change and create order and all of that. So it's like you, you never actually fully get it. Like there's always something. So it's like, okay, we want a tidy home. And then it's like, after that, what's going to be next? So it's like, we just accomplished this and then we can move on to something else. Cause we've now grown from accomplishing the house, mm -hmm. which now, okay, what else do we have to tidy? And that could look more, look way, way bigger than just like tidying or physical things it's like cleaning up things in our mind our mm -hmm. our our careers our whatever our business whatever it is that we're creating it's more than just cleaning the physical clutter once we've learned how to do it one way then we can now take what we've learned and the growth and move it into that so yeah I think that's the the coolest piece yeah. And I think the other thing that really I love about Delyn is she takes your big goal or she did with you and I, and then she broke it down. And so for me, I wanted my bedroom to be a place of calm and relaxing. And it wasn't, I was chucking things. I had a big closet with no organizers, so it wasn't functional. And that was a huge part of what Casey Davis talks about in her book, how to keep house while drowning was making your home functional. It doesn't have to look like Pinterest. It doesn't have to look at your, like your friends, but creating order. So it works for you. And so I've created, um, a schedule and it's on my website and Chelsea, we can put the link in the episode description because I have a schedule that I have made that works for my family and you can edit it and make it work for yours. But so here is what I have done that really helped me. The first thing that I did was find ways to create systems. So um, we put our money where our priorities are, right? And so I finally just said to my husband, we need a closet organizer. If we want our home to be tidy and orderly, there need to be closet organizers so I can have systems for the kids so that when the laundry is done, it has a place to go because when you initially looked at it, it was like, well, the laundry's overwhelming. So I had to go back and go, why is the laundry overwhelming? And it was because the system I had been taught to do laundry didn't work for my brain. And secondly, I didn't have proper places to put things. And so uh, my husband is a carpenter. And so he built one, a closet organizer system in the boys room. And then we went with Ikea, which is a really affordable option for my room and my daughter's room. And just that, like it was less than a $500 investment total was life-changing for us. Because now when I do the laundry, there is a spot for everything I'm washing and drying and folding. And so it probably seems so simple. And I just always thought like a closet organizer is like, oh, well, that's like a little like 
something to look nice. And that's not what it was. It became a system that we can use. And with the kids, I put labels on it. So now I'm teaching my kids where to put their laundry and they're becoming responsible. So you see how we went from laundry is overwhelming to now there is order and I'm teaching my kids how to do laundry. Mm-hmm. And it, I had to go back to what the issue was and fix the main, the base issue to get to where I want to be, which is now my kids put away their own laundry and they do it well. And so it goes back to again, and, and Chels can coach our listeners on this as well as just breaking it down and figuring out what the actual issue is. So that's laundry. And the other thing I do is my mom does laundry by, she sorts it by color, by fabric, that kind of thing. Each day I have a category of laundry. So one day is my laundry. One day is my husband's work clothes. One day is the boy's clothes. One day is my daughter's clothes. One day is towels. One day is bedding, that kind of a thing. So that when I am doing laundry, when I do my daughter's laundry, I'm not going to four different rooms in the house to put laundry away because I just, it was overwhelming for me. So we do all of her laundry and it may be several loads, but at the end of the day, it's all going into her closet. And so that's how I've broken that down. And that's in my, um, my schedule that you can get off my website as well. The other thing I do is I do all of the dishes once a day. So that might be after breakfast. That might be after supper. That might be in the afternoon when I get I don't know, a second wind, but once a day, I do all of my dishes because just having that clear space once a day makes a huge, huge difference for me. I don't have a dishwasher. I haven't had a dishwasher in many years, and this is what's made it manageable for me. Um, oh, one other note when I go back to laundry is I have laundry baskets in all the, everybody's bedroom. So their dirty laundry goes in a laundry basket in their room. Because I found that when we just had one laundry basket, like in the bathroom or in the laundry room, it wasn't making it down there. And then I would be doing laundry, but it wouldn't be all of the laundry. So that's another little thing that we've done. Um, Toys, kids' toys. I don't know, Chelsea, is the amount of toys your kids have overwhelming for you as well? (laughs) Yeah, not too bad. Like we do toy rotation, but again, that takes effort to do that, right? We rotate our toys out. So some stay in the basement, some go upstairs, but yeah. And we are very mindful of allowing people to buy us toys or we donate toys when the boys are done with them. Like we haven't had too many yet because it's been like, we saved our baby toys for when Deacon came around. So we're not at that point to get rid of a bunch, but there's been stuff that we're like, okay, that's a dangerous toy. The boys have both fallen and hurt themselves on this random truck that we have. They like smash their chins. We're like, okay, it's time to get rid of it. It was a cool toy while it lasted, but yeah. So rotating our toys we have found has been helpful, but yeah, when they're as little as my kids are three and or three and a half, I guess now and um, 16 months, it's like they have to play upstairs. So then we need to find a place in the living room to have their toys because they're not old enough to be down in the basement. We're going to have a toy room in the basement just they're not there yet so it's yeah it's overwhelming to have toys in our like living space and keep it tidy and organized so creating a system if that's the way your home is 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 very important because you don't want those toys to take over the whole house and that's kind of what we're feeling at certain times but what's worked the best for you Rebecca 
So my kids were the only grandkids on both sides for seven years. So birthdays, Christmas, all of that stuff. There were a lot of gifts. We really didn't, haven't bought our kids a lot of toys other than Lego because we just love Lego. Um, But what my mom helped me to do was we have a shelf in my storage room with buckets and they're labeled. And so there's like different kinds of blocks and maybe Play-Doh and maybe dress up. So when my kids want one of those, a different category of toy in the toy room has to go into the storage room. That was a lot of work. It was a lot of sorting. It was figuring out what to donate, what to keep, what was important. Um, But it definitely cuts down on the mess quite a bit when they can only have one category of toy out at a time per child. So for my um, oldest, he's always got his Lego out. For my middle, she's probably either got her dolls out or her Polly Pockets out. And my youngest is probably either Legos or his cars. So when they want something else out of the room, something has to be tidied first. Or if I don't have the energy to help them tidy and get it sorted, then it's just a no. Then it's a, okay, you have to make this work because mommy can't deal with this right now. And that is absolutely okay to do as well. To just say, you know what? These are the toys we're playing with right now and make it work and use your imagination and find a way to make it fun because boredom is good for our kids. And it's good for them to figure things out. I love when I can take other things out for them. But if I'm feeling overwhelmed already and I feel like they're going to fight me on the tidying something up, then it's just a hard pass. So that might be an unpopular opinion, but they come up with something. Kids are incredibly imaginative and they make it work. So that has been um, the thing with toys. And then what I have tried to do is Saturdays, we tidy the whole toy room. So once a week, everything is put away properly. So if it's crazy, you know, messy on Wednesday, it's in the basement. So it's kind of tucked away. I just leave it. I don't stress it. And that's the thing with my schedule too, is that I know, okay, the bedrooms are messy, but on Tuesday, we're going to address the bedrooms. So if I am overwhelmed by it, but but I don't think I can tackle it that day, that's okay because Tuesday will come around and it will be tidied and it will be wiped down and the beds will be washed. And so having that routine and that schedule, that order helps lift that weight sometimes in that overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So then my process, here's my process. We'll see if it works for anybody else, but here's my process. I pick a room. And I always have a laundry basket or a box with me. So say I'm doing the living room. I grab a basket and I walk clockwise around the room and I put everything that doesn't belong in that room into the basket. So instead of taking a cup here, running it to the kitchen, taking some, maybe the kids left their shoes, running it to their room, everything that doesn't belong or have a place in that room goes into this basket. That is going to be dealt with when we're done cleaning this room. Then I go around and I put everything that belongs in the room in its proper place. So maybe I read a book and I didn't put it back on the shelf or um, there's a blanket that's normally on the couch, but now it's on the floor, that kind of stuff. Or if the chairs got shifted around. So then I put everything that is in the room that belongs in the room, I put that in its proper place. Then I go around again clockwise and I dust. Then I go around again and clockwise sweep and then mop. And then here's the final step is I take that basket and I put everything that was in that basket away. 
And that this only works if you do that last step. <laughs> Otherwise, you've just got baskets of stuff all over your house. But I found that just breaking it down into steps that I can start and finish in a relatively short amount of time really helped me as well. Mm -hmm. I've heard that kind of explained as like doing a room reset. Yes. yes. Grabbing all the things that don't belong in that room and then putting them where they need to go. Yep. Yeah, so like I said, this uh, routine and the schedule is on my website if you want to take a look at that. Um, but I want to tell you, like, if you're overwhelmed and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know how to do this. I should know how to do this. We're just going to stop with the shame right now. Shame does not get us anywhere. Let's take a step back. And instead of talking or thinking about what we don't want, let's look at what we do want. And then let's break it down. And what I did was I honestly, I just started with one room. I wanted one room in my house to be tidy. And when that one was tidy consistently and I had a system in that one, then I got the energy to do the next one and so on and so forth. And so I reset my entire house in the last six months. And there are still tweaks and it is not tidy every day, but I have systems in place so that it doesn't all pile up. And that has really helped me to um, enjoy my home, to be more calm and know that things will get done. And um, it's also helped with the kids because they know based on the day of the week that it is what their chores will be. And so there's just a lot less fight as well, because we know kids like to fight us on everything. At least they mm -hmm. do in my in the ages that mine are. They want to be independent yeah. and they want to prove that they can do things on their own. And so we've just turned it into this is what our family does. And so those are the things that have worked for me and created order in my home and in my mind and have just created a calm that was not there before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to maybe go back to the very beginning of, of journaling, like writing mm -hmm. out what it is that's happening in the current situation, whether that's in your home or in your life or busyness or whatever the situation is that you don't like write it out in all its negativity it's like as as like our mentor likes to say and and then once you have that you know how it feels when you actually read that over again and then you can yeah. then take that information of the stuff you don't like and then journal about how you do want it. So that is kind of how we always say, how do you want it to feel with your goal achieved? Yes. Right? How do you want to feel like that when that situation is wrote out completely different to the way you want it to, to be? So Exactly. And either Chelsea and I are happy to walk you guys through this. Reach out to us on social media, join our Facebook groups, and let's just break this down and help you have a home that you enjoy being in that isn't overwhelming and isn't shame ridden. Because like I said, shame and blame gets us nowhere. So let's break it down. Let's empower you and let's create homes we actually want to be in. Yes, for sure. And I do so much of this on the Mindful Mama Collective Facebook page. So if you want an invite, I will be linking it to the YouTube link. Um, <clears throat> but if you want an invite, just reach out to either one of us and we will get you set up. But yeah, do you have anything else to add, Rebecca? Um, I think I just want to remind moms that you are doing great. You are worthy no matter what your day was like and we are here for you.
Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Mindful Mama Talks. We hope today's conversation left you with some tangible knowledge that you can take into your own life. If you enjoyed what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you know a fellow mama or friend who would resonate with this episode, pass it along. She will be so grateful. As we wrap up today, remember to approach the rest of your day with a mindful heart, a bit of humor, and the confidence that you're doing an amazing job, Mama. Sending you all the good vibes until our next episode. Take care, stay mindful, and thank you for being a part of our Mindful Mama community.